Oh, yeah. It's that time. Coming off a very, very hot week eight. Can't miss Mitch here. Bet the algo. This is the free three. My co-host, Peter the Irish guy. We're all feeling very, very good about our handicapping skills because myself, you, Pete, the algo, we all finished with the same record. It was about time the algo got on track. Second week in a row, we've got a winning week. How do we do, though? Yeah, it was awesome. You know, all of us finished at 9-4-3 and four and three in the weekend, even though we only, I only agreed with the algo, I think, eight different times. So um, that was something. You know, it, we managed to, to have a good weekend. I think one of the things we said, Mitch, after the losing week of week five and six was it's not time to chase don't do things emotionally listen to the data and just stay consistent and since those two two weeks it's gone 16 10 and 3 62 percent so you know that's really that's great to know prime time last week the prime time games went two and one the top five value games went three and two the prime time plus package went five two and two 71 percent and the extra games in the pro package, three, one, and one. And where so, are we at year to date? A year to date, we are 57, 57, and eight. So back to 50%. Um, you are leading the way slightly at 58 and 56. So I'm barely above, uh, really below the Mendoza line, still down on the year. The algo still down on the year, but most of our folks who are subscribing to the packages, the primetime package, they're at 57%. You're up money there. The primetime plus the top five package, 56%. Uh, we finished last year at 56%. We will be ecstatic if the folks who are subscribing to these packages, as long as they're making money and cashing tickets, we are extremely happy with that. Additionally, Pete, You've seen the last week and a half of the NBA algo. The thing is absolutely ripping, ripping. So yeah, I love it. We one of our boys is in Vegas this weekend. Um, we're getting ready to put together a nice little parlay. You know, the NBA algo picks will be will definitely be in there. We've got we're going to do a combo NFL NBA algo picks for a nice big like 10, 12 leg parlay and get real real spicy. Uh, very excited guys. If you're interested to learn more or access the data, more of the data, come on over to patreon.com slash bet You can also just be a fan. So we'll routinely post free picks on there. Last night, uh, we posted the Dallas Mavericks. It was one of the top five by value index for the NBA slate, which actually went four and one. The highest conviction plays over 10 points of value. Uh, yeah, we're doing NBA, and it's it, it, it's doing great. It's doing great. Just come on over. You'll see we are ultra transparent in our uh, record. And speaking of transparency, uh, we have a guest today, Pete. Uh, we've got Andrew Briglia. Did I say that right, Andrew? You got like the second pronunciation. It's actually a silent G, so it's a brilliant. 
Okay. Wrigley is the one that makes my life easy when someone's asking my name. You are the CEO and founder of Sports Data Now. You can go uh, on all the socials. It's Sports Data Now on the IG. You're on Twitter. But what they're trying to do is clean up the sports handicapping industry. And they're partnering with cappers who are committed to transparency. We're committed to transparency here. Andrew, welcome to the show. Thank you for being on. We love what you're doing because Pete and I, uh, along with our good buddy, Brad, who's headed to Vegas and, and he's part of our winners only text thread, which all we do is talk about gambling on, on everything. Um, we make fun of Vegas, Dave, and every other handicapper who say they're 150 and O, and there's so much misinformation out there. And it's almost like people don't even pay attention. Tell us a little bit about sports data. Now, what are you guys doing? And we're happy to partner with you to take our top value picks daily, uh, weekly for the NFL and have you guys essentially be a third party verifier of the information that we're putting out there that it's accurate. Yeah, no, no, I appreciate you guys having me on, first of all, and, and allowing us to talk about it. Um, I mean, you know, it's as simple as if you're a casual better out there looking for betting advice, it's, it's gotten really hard to kind of decipher between the Vegas Daves and, and the actual kind of high performing accounts out there. Right. You know, these guys are, are pro marketers and pro brands above all. Right. But what they really should be for casual betters is is pro betters. And that's it. Right. And then that's all they got to do. They got to pick their picks every day and, and it's got to produce results, right? So, you know, what we're trying to do is make that a reality and, and say to casual bettors, you know, if your handicapper that you're following doesn't have a third party bet tracking service or some sort of transparency involved, you know, require it, make it a requirement for them to kind of come into the industry, right? So we're, we're a third party bet tracking service and, and helping to promote uh, the cappers that are transparent and are performing well week to week. I absolutely love to hear that. It disgusts me, the people out there who present themselves to be these amazing pickers. We we know, we know what the reality looks like. And I, I love what you guys are doing. And it exists in my day-to-day, my nine-to-five in the investment world. I've got three different governing bodies that oversee me. Plus, I've got my own compliance team that oversees everything I do to making sure, in fact, the statements that we're making and claiming that they're actually true. So this is great. And I think I, I love promoting a clean industry. It's better for the industry. Guys like Vegas Dave are detrimental to the industry. And frankly, they're their betting strategies are they're the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, Vegas Dave like man, just yeah. takes monster favorites and then just doubles and doubles. Nope. It's, 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 it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. So we are happy to have you on. You're going to be a guest picker, but your guest picking ability, you've partnered with some of your favorite transparent cappers, which we're happy to, you know, uh, have you give out the names as we go through the free three. Uh, and gents today, the free three, I'm actually very excited, by the way, uh, on the free three package today. We're going to cover Washington, New England, Dallas, Philly, and Tampa Bay, Houston. Um, we are back to our winning ways in the Circa Five. I am definitely going to be including one or two of these games. One of these games, this is a first for me, Pete, uh, might be my lock of the week. So I'm excited uh, to get into that. Um, Pete, by the way, 
Before we get into uh, the game, and, and maybe, Andrew, if, if you've got an opinion on this as well, we knew Josh McDaniels, Pete, was going to get fired. Not what I really want to talk about. Um, although, interesting stat I saw on the Pat McAfee show where they looked at the Belling coaching bush. They didn't call it a tree. Um, but let me give you these records uh, in the NFL as head coaches because it's not good. Bill O'Brien, 52 and 54. By the way, that's the second best record. Brian Flores, 24 and 25. That's the best record. Saban, 15 and 17. Joe Judge, 10 and 23. Eric Mangini, 33 and 47. Matt Patricia, 13 and 29 and 1. Romeo Cornell, 32 and 63. And then you have Josh McDaniels at 20 and 33. My, oh my, what is it with this coaching push? It just has not translated into being head coaches. They're, they're, it, it isn't just come down to Tom Brady. Yeah, no. I mean, it was the, you know, the worst kept secret around. We all knew that McDaniels was on borrowed time. He just doesn't feel like a head coach at it. Anything he does, the way he carries himself in press conferences, he feels like he's an OC. He's a lifer OC, just like, you know, kind of Cliff Kingsbury feel to him. Like, they don't come across as being natural leaders in a head coaching role. But but besides that, to your point on the, the, the coaching bush of Belichick, the only thing I will say to that is a lot of these guys go into situations where people were fired because their teams stink. So it's difficult to go in and get a get a shitty job and all of a sudden turn it around and have a great record. So it doesn't surprise me that records are close to 50-50 or under, five, under 500. It's not that surprising. It doesn't mean they're all bad coaches. It's hard to turn around shitty situations. You know, that's in the tense of what, be what happens. There's... It, it, there's one, I yeah. I, I, I love, I love to kind of hear your your take on this, Andrew. Uh, one of the things I just wanted to add, uh, Pierce's twenty three minute press conference was lights out. If you're a Raider fan and you heard that, like that's what I envisioned as a New England Patriot, Pete. When Mike Vrabel comes to town, when Mike Vrabel replaces Belichick, it's going to be that type of, of, um, you know, messaging. And he just, he really resonated with the people. I don't care what the algo says Vegas by a billion this week <laughs> by a billion. I don't even need to get any stats, but Andrew, what were you going to say? Yeah, no, I mean, kind of exactly to you guys points. I think it's, these guys might be great coaches and uh, I mean, they're coming into really tough situations with a tough team. And Honestly, what it might come down to is a locker room guy, right? Be, being really good in the locker room and and being able to rally a team around kind of just a personality and, and a, um, a mindset and all that, right? I think of I'm a Philly guy, so I think of Nick Sirianni when he came in, right? I, I had no idea who really, he really was in the beginning. And then you just look at him and everything he's done, and it's just so Philly. Um, and he's just embodied it. So kind of the fan base and the team obviously has kind of wrapped himself around it. So I, I think that's a huge point uh, from Pete first. Well, perfect segue into the first game. Guys, by the way, if you want full access to the NFL model, the NBA model, come on over, patreon.com slash bettheyalgo. Give us a follow on the socials. And Pete, by the way, I've been messaging uh, every relationship I have at Instagram to get the backdoor cover page back. 
and just begging for favors because we had a we had a good amount of followers. I think we had yep. close to thirty five k followers, and yep. I think they put us in timeout. It's been too long. We paid <laughs> we paid the price, and it's time that they 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 let us out of jail because I don't know what we did, but I think Micah. Uh, reposted some content from the UFC and Dana White didn't like it. Um, I don't know. Maybe the algo had a bad week and Dana White, you know, tailed it. I don't know, but we got to get him back on board. Uh, Washington on the road against New England. Washington had a backdoor push last week, which was very helpful. Did feel early on that Washington was in the game and that they, in fact, were leading the game. So it felt really good. Uh, New England laying three at home, total 40 and a half. Uh, Washington looks pretty good, Pete. I mean, this is, is this the right number, you think? Because this line opened up at two and a half and it's now at three. I don't know where we'll end up, but uh, I'll just say this, by the way. New England against the spread at home, one and three. Not good. Yeah, it feels odd. It actually feels odd to me, the line. It feels like too many points. Listen, we're New England fans and... Typically, every week we've picked them up until this season when we've hit that stretch where we've lost all faith. I think I'm still not back on the train yet. I was partially during that Miami game. I will say the first half of the game, things looked pretty decent, looked like it might be close. But Washington confused me. The, the, The Chase Young trade slightly confuses me. Only that... I don't know. It it just seems I don't know what direction they're they're gonna go. This was a kid that they were so high on. Now things didn't start great with injuries and the start of the season, but to give up this fast and to move them on like that does surprise me. They can put up points. They can score. They feel like a better team than New England Patriots. It's that simple. I'm surprised the line is three like that. Um, for me, this is a no brainer. I'm all over Washington here. Yeah. By the way, Chase Young five sacks, but expensive. So I don't. I don't necessarily disagree with Washington's move. Andrew, any uh, thoughts and potentially uh, give us uh, the the capper who you're going to be yeah. using their pick? It'd be, it'd be, so these are not your picks. These are your top cappers. And maybe give their record if they've got uh, yeah. a solid one. I think, I think that would be great for the uh, listeners to hear that out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I'm not the guy making the picks. I shouldn't be making the picks. We got we got plenty of guys that, that do that well enough for us. Um, <laughs> so the first guy here for this game is Capital City Capper. He's over on Twitter with uh, that handle, Capital City Capper. He's been 58% this season, up 27 units, and with an 18% ROI. Um, and interestingly enough, you know, he is taking a Patriots spread, but being a little conservative and saying he's taking a Patriots first half spread at minus one and a half. Citing exactly what you just said about Chase Young, uh, being kind of confused why they kind of traded him away, and then saying that morale is low in the building um, as part of it, right? So he has more faith in the Patriots' defense to get stops early, uh, and then their offense to play kind of with urgency, uh, citing the first half spread there. Capital City capper. Fantastic. Good. Thank you for dropping those picks. And uh, all right. Well, here's my take on this. you know, I'm a data guy, Andrew, and Washington ranks eighth in the red zone scoring percentage at 61.5%. They've got a high level of efficiency in converting red zone trips, um, and I think I think that's extremely important. Um, I think they're going to be able to get the ball in the end zone. 
Uh, New England, by the way, uh, they're okay in opponent red zone scoring percentage, um, but not great. One of the things that I think Washington has an opportunity to exploit, and I don't know why, but I think it's that Twitter beef that I got into before the season started, Peter, when it came to whether Dotson had over 700 yards. And, you know, I kind of came down on is Howell, you know, when you combine the uh, quarterback play last year from the combo of, of uh, commander starters, um, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. So it was going to be tough that, that Dotson was going to be able to find a way. But the, the amount that Howell is passing is ranked fourth in the league. Uh, in passes per game. Uh, their pass play percentage is 69%. And I think this could be effective against a New England D that ranks 30th in opponent interception thrown percentage. It's it's pretty weak. New England is not very good uh, at generating turnovers. They're ranked 23rd. Um, I, th- I think Washington is probably going to be able to get some turnovers and they just have a better offense. So Foxborough is not the same place. I've got to go with Washington here. Uh, that feels really, really good. Most importantly, most importantly, what the algo has, and this kind of feels right. Uh, the algo has New England winning this game outright 19.9 to 18 and a half, essentially uh, a one and a half point. Uh, victory, kind of a last-second field goal, perhaps, uh, and New England may come away with a, a win. That feels like it's going to happen. You're getting over two points of value at a three-and-a-half number uh, on Washington. So uh, moving on, our next free play. Guys, if you want full access to all of the data, so last time I'll say it on the free three, patreon.com slash Algo. You don't even need to pay for the free picks. So just come on, join. I'm not going to post shit on Instagram. It's annoying. Uh, I want to do it. I want to do it for the Patreon fam. You hear me? I feel like, I feel like that's the right thing to do. Uh, let's go to Tampa Bay, Houston. Uh, Houston coming off a loss in Carolina. Uh, by the way, uh, Carolina has been an algo darling for the, all for the wrong reasons. Had that game correct last week. Uh, that one felt definitely right that Carolina could get on track. But I don't know about Houston laying three this week. That feels like a bit disrespectful to Tampa Bay, who's they've had a very long week to recover after that Buffalo miracle backdoor cover. Yeah, it does a little bit. I think the game screams a kind of dirty, low-scoring, defensive, tense battle to me. I don't think either offense is really... We know neither offense are elite, you know... Tampa is what they are. You know, Baker can make mistakes, can look good sometimes. Stroud, the one thing that he's doing really, really well is he's not throwing interceptions. Uh, It's impressive. He's not turning the ball over. He's actually one of the only QBs in the league who is having a pretty decent touchdown-to-interception ratio season. I was looking at that stat the other day. He's only thrown one, um, but both teams have solid defense. They're both very even in terms of points points per game. I think they're neck to neck or you know one houston slightly ahead of tampa in the top eight ish of the league um so the points it seems like it's going to be a low close scoring game 
Um, I'm actually going to go with the road team here and Tampa. I, I have felt – I've picked Houston a lot. I feel like every time I take them, they just about don't cover. So I'm going to take Tampa Bay here. Like that take. Andrew, who do you nice. got? Who's, whose I pick got. are you representing on this one? Yeah, I got, I got two actually that kind of go in the same boat. Um, so the first guy is Elite Picks 365 over on Instagram with that handle. He's 62% this year, 20% ROI. One of our best guys in the NFL this year. And he's taken actually Texans um, spread, Texans at minus three. Uh, so, and he kind of cited the same kind of thinking as you, Pete. It's going to be a fun, scrappy, high intensity game from both sides. And in these types of games, he likes to consider which team and most importantly, which quarterback um, does he trust the most to stay calm, be efficient, and play mistake free. So, obviously, kind of CJ Stroud there for him. Um, and then kind of paired that with one of our other cappers picks, Klee picks over on Twitter. Um, up 11% or up 16 units, 11% ROI this year. He's taken the CJ Stroud over uh, on passing yards, uh, that, which is at 239.5. Um, so kind of a bonus play there. Solid. Uh, look, Tampa Bay has the best turnover margin in the league at one point, plus 1.1 per game. That's a critical aspect of winning football games. They excel at taking the ball away, two takeaways per game. And Pete, like you said, low number of giveaways, just 0.9 per game. I think this is the advantage that they have against a young Houston quarterback. Uh, I'm going to take Tampa Bay here. This is my lock of the week. I think Houston's defense, they struggle on third down. They're ranking 27th in the league. Baker will do enough and convert on third downs, you're going to have long sustained drives. And ultimately, Tampa Bay has also got a phenomenal red zone D. So even if Stroud is able to move the ball, um, they're only giving up a touchdown 27% of the time. So if they can manage the ball, they're not going to break. Uh, give me Tampa Bay. Again, this is my lock of the week. I love Tampa Bay. Love, love Tampa Bay. Uh, the algorithm. Likes Tampa Bay to win this game outright 22.3 to 20.5. You're getting over four points of value on Tampa Bay as the road team. That feels really good. The more I look at the data, it just feels really good. Tampa Bay is a better squad. Houston's, you know, they're outperforming. Last game that we are hitting up, and I cannot wait for this game. There's a few matchups, by the way. Uh, I can't wait, Pete, to talk about the Kansas City-Miami matchup, the Buffalo-Cincy rematch, although we never got to finish it uh, last year. But we've got Dallas on the road at Philadelphia, minus three. We know for sure that we're not putting the Eagles in our championship parlay uh, going forward. We said that if the Phillies didn't get into the World Series, that we weren't taking them. So that poor city, now this is all they have. Uh, Philly minus three. What do you think here? Yeah, unfortunately for Philadelphia fans, I think the news only gets worse. This is a huge, huge game, I think, for the Cowboys again. I feel like I've been saying that the last two, three weeks. That primetime game against San Diego on the road or against the Chargers was massive. Uh, that win was massive. And if that had gone the wrong way late, I think the Cowboys could have gone a different direction, but they didn't. They pulled out a win, and I see them now as being really confident. 
they're both really good offensively. Both of these teams, they're neck and neck. They're second and third in the league in points per game. The difference here is going to be the Cowboys defense. I think the Cowboys are just better than the Eagles. And I think soon enough, you're going to get a big win, a big win on the road against a good team. And I think it's this week. I think this is the week where they kind of assert themselves as top tier Super Bowl contenders. I think they got a better defense. I think their offense is purring. They can score points. I love the Cowboys in this spot. Absolutely love them. Andrew? Yeah, very interesting one. Got a lot of bias myself on this one, so it's probably a good thing I went to an outside source. Um, this one's from the Football Kings on Twitter. 56% this season, 17% ROI. He's actually going Cowboys straight up. Money line at plus 148 is what he got of that. Uh, kind of citing the defense there, saying the Cowboys are ranked thirds in yards per game and the Eagles are eighth. Um, he thinks it's probably going to be a shootout and it's a rivalry game. Um, so it's going to be an awesome matchup. And then he, he kind of gave me some some solace there, being an Eagles fan, that he's going to sprinkle some money on a bonus play of 0.25 units uh, to go to overtime at plus 1,400. Ooh, um, so a fun little little lay there if you want in on it. All right. Here's my take on this. Uh, yeah, these are great offenses. We know, uh, I think Philly has had uh, a bit of a, a tougher schedule in my mind, but Philly's rushing offense is ranked seventh in yards per game, sixth in rushing touchdowns per game. As good as Dallas's defense has been, they're actually less dominant in the run, ranked 18th in rushing yards allowed per game and 15th in rushing touchdowns allowed per game. I could see Hertz having a big day, uh, picking up, frustrating this defense and picking up some very annoying uh, third downs. And so that to me just feels like, you know, Philly being at home, this number feels right. I don't think it's a three-point game. I definitely think it's a touchdown or more of a game. Dallas is pretty weak in the red zone. They really are. They're ranked 29th, only scoring a TD 41% of the time. Uh, and Philly's defense, uh, despite the weakness, um, I think they potentially could create some turnovers. Dak loves to give the ball away. Give me Philadelphia. I feel very, very good about that. More importantly, what do we care about? We care about the value index algo. This one actually has a good amount of value. Philadelphia winning 26.90 to 19.77. 4.13 on the value index in favor of the hometown Eagles. Uh, Pete, if Philly wins, uh, you're on Dallas. Was that correct? Yeah, I'm a We're putting a cheesesteak on this. I want a hoodies oh, cheesesteak. Cheesesteak, can't wait. Yes, we're doing a hoodies cheesesteak. Um, certainly not as great as uh, Angelo's John's roast pork. Andrew, don't judge us. We're in Austin, Texas, uh, but 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 it's pretty formidable. This thing, okay. this thing could could definitely punch at the weight class and represent Philly well. We love the local joint. There's a free plug for hoodies in Round Rock, Texas, man. They make great cheesesteaks. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us. And I love what we love what you guys are doing as far as helping clean up this industry. Sports data now Go give these guys a follow. You guys are essentially, you know, have been building uh, this very slowly, uh, capturing 
uh, a lot of data and doing it the right way. We're excited to partner with you. We'll have our picks uh, being tracked as well. And hopefully that makes the listeners uh, feel better uh, about our transparency. Certainly the Patreons know who are on our page. They see us post. They know what we've got. They know what we're doing because we leave, we leave it up there. It's not like social media where you can post something and then take it down and, and play with the numbers. But, uh, guys, thank you so much. That'll do it. And we will come back to you on the other side of the Patreon paywall. We're excited. Thank you so much for listening, guys.